welcome to Run With Purpose. Uh, for those of you that are new to the show, my name is Flores. I'm so very glad that you found this podcast, especially this episode. You're going to have a wonderful, wonderful time listening to this episode, but would love if you subscribe to the podcast. You can always reach out to me on all the socials at flores.run. And if you guys are familiar, I usually say what episode number this is, and I literally drew a blank and I have no idea what episode number this is that we're recording right now. This will be out tomorrow. So you guys will be listening to it here in a moment. Let's pull this up. This is great podcasting initially to start this. Uh, we have a special guest today. Um, we'll talk to her in one moment. Once I uh, Episode 26. Asia, that's, uh, that's, the, that's the number in case you were worried of what number episode you are. It's episode 26. God, that was a fail. Um, are you looking at the document at all? I I am. Where I have like just like zero question mark question mark because we've been trying to get this thing scheduled. Um, well, see, this is this is how it works. This is how we roll. This is how the show works. So again, episode number twenty six. Thank you so much uh, for listening. Again, like I said, you guys are in for a treat today. We have a amazing guest that has a, a great story and a journey. A similar journey to mine, um, except she's a little more badass than I than I am in this, especially last year. That was just craziness. But uh, Asia Carter, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. How are you doing today? You know what? After I figured out what episode we're recording, I'm doing much better now. <laughs> You know, you said episode. I said, Ooh, I don't know either. Yeah, you're like, oh. <laughs> I tried to scroll up. Well, I'm I like, saw, Wait, I, I saw your, cause so on Google docs, you can see like where your cursor is. And I was like, mm-hmm. she was looking for me. She was trying to help me out. And I she's did. Like, I did. I have no idea what episode this is. Uh, I had to pull up my, uh, that's, that's just fun stuff. But, uh, so okay. yeah, I met Asia on Instagram. Like I meet most of my guests cause I creep on people. Um, but she was doing the back-to-backs the same way that I was doing um, uh, Hartford, Connecticut in the Newport, Rhode Island, Newport, Rhode Island, um, which was funny thing, fun thing. And we'll get into some of those races in the future or in the, later in this episode. But uh, how would you tell the people a little bit about yourself before we kind of dive into everything? All right. Sounds good. Firstly, thank you for having me on today. I'm super excited to share this experience with you. I've actually never been on a podcast, so this is exciting stuff for me. (laughs) So um, my name is Asia Carter and I run marathons. Let's start there. (laughs) Um, I wasn't always a marathon runner and it's still very weird for me to say that I run marathons because it's not what I uh, was brought up doing or even exposed to. So um, I'm actually an athletic trainer. I've been an athletic trainer for about 12 years now. And just to clarify, a lot of people don't know what that is. It's when you watch any sport and someone gets hurt and they fall down on the ground, on the court, on the field. And there's that person that comes running out on the field to see what's wrong and assess the injury. So that's what I practice every day. That's what my degree is in. So it's like so, when LeBron fakes an injury or fakes a foul. Oh, it's come like on. That. Let's see LeBron out of this, you know? So we can talk, you know what? Now that you say that, we that's in the story I'm going to have to tell you about when LeBron got all those cramps during one of those time periods. We're going to talk about that. Perfect. But um, yes, when someone gets hurt, they come run out, try to see what's wrong with them. And that's what I do. So naturally, I love sports. That's why I even got into this um, profession. Um, but I never ran. Running was punishment. I played basketball, I played softball, and I played tennis growing up. So all three of those sports consist of a lot of running, but not necessarily miles and miles of any of it. It's a lot right. of stop and go. So um, I was always an athlete, and then I transitioned over based on a different time period of my life to start running marathons. And that's why we're here today. And that's and that's how we got here. So <laughs> yes. let's. Well, we could. There's a little bit probably missing in between there because you don't go from running, you know, a marathon to running. <laughs> Did you, and I want to make sure I can't remember this because I, I wrote it down somewhere else and I didn't write it down here. You ran mm-hmm. eight, eight and seven weeks, right? I ran seven in six weeks, seven and six weeks. Well, I, this, this past, year. Yeah, well, this, yes, this past yeah, that past fall. Yes. Fall yes. schedule. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we'll, let's, we'll take a step back. We'll, we'll end, we'll okay. get closer to that because those were your last races. You haven't done a race since then, yes, right? Not since then, correct. Cool. So then that kind of, kind of like wrap things up. It'd be like a full circle. It's podcasting magic, if you will. Um, <laughs> of course. <laughs> so you start running. Why, mm-hmm. why did you start running? Okay. So back in 2014, 
Um, I was working as a sales rep in the medical device um, field and I didn't have a set schedule. So I didn't know what my schedule was until the night before. And like I said, I played sports. So I feel like I'm looking for a basketball rec league on a Wednesday night, Thursday, something Mm -hmm. like that. But my schedule didn't allow because I could sign up for something, but there's no guarantee that I could be there. And the way that these student loans are set up, you know, you can't just waste money on rec leagues. You can't even guarantee that you're going to be there. So the only thing that I can do on my own time was run. And when I tell you I couldn't even run a mile straight at that time period, um, I couldn't run a mile straight. Mm -hmm. So... I decided, well, I can't just go outside and run to have fun because it's not fun and there's nothing fun about it. <laughs> so <laughs> I need a goal. So I decided to sign up for a race. But when I signed up for a race, my thought, first of all, I didn't know what a 5K was, 10K. I didn't know what anything was. I had to look all of this up. So when I saw a 5K was about three miles, I said, well, I can't run a mile now, but mentally I can just not train. I'll get through that. And I said, okay, let me try something else. Oh, 10 K it's about six miles. Nope. I know I still can't run one, but I'll mentally get through that as well. So nope, I'm not going to sign up for that. So I signed up for the Brooklyn half marathon and I said, 13 miles. There's no just getting through that. You have to train for that. So uh, I signed up for that and I trained from January and that uh, race was in May and I completed my first half marathon. And that was such an experience. I cried. I couldn't believe it. And it was so much fun that I said, well, you know, let's add this marathon thing to the bucket list. If I can train for 13, I'm sure I could train for 26. (laughs) And that's what made me decide that I was going to go for a marathon. What? And I can say this because I know I've said the exact same thing. What kind of stupid logic is that? You know? Yeah, I know. You have no idea what you're saying when you do it, but right. it you're sounds like, good. You're like, all right, so what I just did was miserable and it hurt right. really bad and it right. took everything mm-hmm. I had to get to the finish line. How about mm-hmm. I do it again? <laughs> and double it. Right. I'm going to do the exact same thing and then do that distance one more time, but all on the same stretch. Yeah, exactly. So that's how the whole marathon process came about. And I said, you know what? I live in New York. I care about the New York City Marathon. I know it's prestigious and everyone loves it. And, you know, you see the commercials and the billboards and all of that. But I still never been there. I didn't understand the dynamic of that type of race. But Mm -hmm. I said, you know, what? that's what I want to run that. (laughs) I want to run that race. I think that's interesting because I think I've heard I have a buddy that I'm working on a I'm finishing mm-hmm. up a documentary for him and he grew up in New York as well. And he was like, that's what I always knew the marathon to be. And mm-hmm. growing up, I grew up mostly in North Carolina. Like we didn't have any of that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. like it would have been interesting if I would have been exposed to that. If that's something, mm-hmm. again, I played baseball. So like running was definitely a punishment. I'm like, coach, you want me to run a See? mile exactly. without stopping? <laughs> you crazy? You are losing your, <laughs> like I run to first base. That's about it. <laughs> Like, no, you're not getting me like, and if I had to stretch it out to a double, that was, you know, you're going to have to bring like the, right. uh, the paddles in because I'm not making it. Understood. That's how I felt with basketball. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. You better not miss a layup because you're going to have to run up and down. Like, oh Lord, here right. we go again. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember playing like rec basketball because I was never good enough to play any decent type of basketball, but like anytime there'd be a fast break, I'm like, I'll just stay back here. Like, just, you guys go ahead. <laughs> Like I'm, I'm the guy that's like, yeah, I'm like, like Shaq was like when the, oh, when, the when the play would be happening too fast and he's just like slowly mm-hmm. making his way. That, that was me, mm-hmm. except okay. I was, I was only five, eight and it wasn't, it was like, you're not get down there. You're guarding the point. Guard. Yeah. Right. Right. Like you're supposed to be the fast one on the court. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, so you go from, you know, wanting to, to do a marathon because you've seen mm-hmm. it and that sort of thing why the the 50 states journey and for those of you that aren't that aren't aware of what we're talking about is basically doing a marathon um in all 50 states kind of um if you actually don't know about that you listen to the show listen to back some other episodes because i've talked about it a few times um but why why that journey okay so being new to the running world um after i completed my first new york city marathon i was ecstatic and i thought wow that was amazing again hurting. I think I cramped from mile 18 to 26. It was horrible, disgusting, cried the whole nine yards. Once you get but, into the um, Bronx, it's miserable. Cause you're just like, Oh my gosh. And that's, <laughs> it was horrible. Yeah, Cause you're just like, you're <laughs> and, only in the Bronx for a little bit, but it's, it's long enough to be like, just get me back to Manhattan. 
Mm-hmm. I just want to mm-hmm. be, I want to be in Mentally, the last place right. I need to be. Right. Please let me be in the exactly. last place I need to be. <laughs> Mentally, once you're in Manhattan, you're like, all right, I'm, I just got to get through this. This is it. Yeah. But um, I thought it was fun. I thought it was great. And I decided that I wanted to do the New York City Marathon again. So at that point, it was just the New York City Marathon. Mm-hmm. And where I was working, I had switched my jobs at that time, uh, two years later from the time that I ran my first half marathon. Um, I was working in, as an industrial athletic trainer, which means we work with the, the employees at utility companies. And when they had aches and pains, things like that, they can come talk to us about different things. So a gentleman walked into my office and proceeded to tell me about his lower leg bothering him. So I noticed the running sneakers, but I just figured that was just a sneakers to walk around the job with no big deal. Mm -hmm. But then he had a hat on and it said, um, I believe it said Spain marathon or Brazil marathon. I can't remember which one it was, Mm -hmm. but so that's obviously I ran my first marathon. Now I think I'm a pro in my head. So (laughs) I could do this. Give me anyone. Yeah. So I see the hat and I go, so was that a gift? Like somebody gave that to you or so he chuckled and he was like, no, I ran it. I said, Oh, Oh wow. Like, okay, so let's talk. So he proceeded to tell me, that he ran seven marathons and seven continents in seven days. And he ran 23 marathons and 23 days and 23 States. And I'm like, wait a minute, people do things like this. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so he thought it was the funniest thing in the world that I didn't know, but I didn't have any running friends. I yeah. wasn't exposed to any of this kind of thing. And clearly I wasn't doing enough research to even know that this type of thing existed. So, um, when I, I got into a long conversation with him, just picking his brain, because now I'm just like, whoa, you're giving me a challenge here. Like he did the all 50 states already mm-hmm. and all of that. So I said, that's a thing. He said, that's a thing. It's a big thing. So I've always had a desire to visit every state in America, like just because. Mm-hmm. And once I heard that that was a thing, I said, you know what? I want to run my marathons. This will keep me in shape and it'll also challenge me. And I get to see every state. I want to do it too. So yeah. then that's 2016 by I think October. No, excuse me. Cause I ran the marathon already. So it was like the end of November when I had this conversation with him mm-hmm. and I decided at that point, starting next year, I'm going to try to sign up and run as many races as I can. So how many did you end up doing in 2017? Okay. So in 2016, I ran two. I did the long Island marathon in New York city. Then 2017, I decided to double it. Okay. I did four. 2018, I did eight and then 2019, I did 10. So I couldn't double at that time. We could talk about why I had an injury, but <laughs> we went for 10 last year. So I just tried to keep adding more and more as much as I could. Yeah. It's an interesting thing because it's not, especially when you start going into these state things and you're not just doing the same race or at least races mm-hmm. in your, your specific area, like travel and stuff like that becomes, that's mm-hmm. a logistical nightmare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're trying Very to so. plan these races back to back and stuff like that. And, um, I guess we can kind of get into it. Do you have any, like, so we'll, we'll play some loaded questions kind of stuff. What was, okay. what's been your favorite race? How, how many States have you done? Sorry. So I've done 18 States and DC, but that's not a state. So right. 18 States. <laughs> it counts. Some people make it that make it, you have to do the 50 States plus DC. Um, but got you. I don't, I don't, I'm just doing 50 states. I'm not doing DC. So yeah, DC just happened to happen because I was told that was a great race and it was, Rock but, um, uh, no, the Marine so, marathon. So Marine Corps, I count that as Virginia. Oh, I can, do you? I count well, that I didn't, as my, I knew I was doing another Virginia. There you go. See, I count it as Virginia because, because, because it, it starts start in Virginia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm like, Oh, mm-hmm. I, this can be my Virginia race. That's a really cool race. Yeah. Though. That is, uh, that was touching. That right. was actually one of the sentiments. And so ones that was nice. Yeah. So, so yeah, the loaded question, what's your favorite race? And it's okay to have more than one answer if like, cause mine's more than no, one answer. I don't have. Okay. So if I have to pick one, I'm going to go in New York city. And I don't know if it's because of me being from New York. I like to believe it's not because of that. I like to believe it's because of the party that I ran through. Cause that's what I feel like New York city is. I feel like mm-hmm. you're just running through a party through all boroughs. Mm-hmm. And, um, the, the crowd, the excitement, it's just so, it's electrifying. Like it sounds so cheesy to say, but it really is. Yeah. And no one knows your name yet. They're screaming to the top of their lungs for you and they're high-fiving you. And they're, I mean, it's just awesome. It's, it's really a great experience. Um, I guess if I could name two, then I would also say the uh, flying pig marathon you, in you Ohio. You like the flying pig? 
I I liked it. Oh, I enjoyed that marathon. That was my first one. It broke my I, heart. I what, what you didn't like it? Well, the problem is, so I was I was a pacer for a local running company, and I was okay. pacing for what would have been the the three thirty marathon pace, which I was oh, like, that's right, you fast. That's well, right. I, I was fast. <laughs> <laughs> I, that little, I was training 3:30. I hit my 20 miler that year. I felt great. Mm-hmm. Everything was good. And then, then when we got to race day, it was a little bit rainy, a little warmer than it should have been. And by mile 16, okay. I was done. And ended up running. Okay. A, ran, ended up running a 5:05, p- training for a 3:30. So it, like it broke wow. my heart. Two years yeah. later, two years later, I went back and tried it again. Barely mm-hmm. got under five hours. I said, I'm never doing this race again. <laughs> forget it <laughs> yeah. but but the best part about it is it's like it's a stupid challenging course with the hills but like the crowd support mm-hmm. for for being in like cincinnati and that like for being in a midwest city it. it's like people come out yes they do that's i think that's why i really was surprised because again i guess i'm being biased because of new york city right. and where i'm from but i mean i didn't expect the amount of people that came out for that um race i mean it was a nice day there's no rain or anything like that and i think the sponsor i can't remember i know it's a supermarket that's out there but they had so many stations granted i wasn't eating all of the candy and snacks yeah. that they had out there but i thought that was super impressive too because the amount of snacks and they had all these clever names for them that had everything to do with either pigs or, or pork or, mm-hmm. or ham or like was just clever it was different and the people were out so i enjoyed it and now that we're talking i, I realize i'm judging these races based on the people not necessarily the course well, but that's, I mean, that's it, funny that's my whole experience right and that's i think that's a very important distinct distinction and I, i'm glad you said that because i was thinking the same thing like so my favorite if, if i had to pick an overall favorite it'd be new york as well mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of the experience so yeah you're definitely not alone is you know, my family Good. lives in new york but it's not like <laughs> i don't have like new york through my veins kind of situation right Right, right, right. But right. the people, I think the people from not only a crowd standpoint, but from the volunteers, from the people working, mm-hmm. like all mm-hmm. of that, you know, doing so many races now, a course is a course. It's either going to be tough, mm-hmm. you know, it can be tough and challenging and, and exciting, or it can just be boring and looping, but that shouldn't make or break a race for you. I think what makes, right. I think what makes the better races, the best possible races is the people and then similar, like you said, Marine Corps, like the sentiment, like going through that blue mile mm-hmm. where you're yes, just like, that you know, right like, there. And you're like, well, this is, this is exactly what I need at mile, like eight or nine or whatever it is. You're like, I need to cry. Mm-hmm. I need to cry for an yes. entire mile because that's going to make me feel better at all. <laughs> it's true though. But I mean, it gives me something, obviously, I, you know, like I said, you, you're running on three thirties, you're fast, but I, I got some more no, time we'll, added we'll make, to mine. We'll make so sure this is clear. My PR is a three fifty nine, and I'm, I'm training to try to do faster now, but most of my stuff, I sit in the mid fours. So we're not crazy fast. Okay. okay. I'm gonna stick with what I said. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> You know, I have a little bit more time to think about a lot more things when I'm running because I run longer. <laughs> but, you know, when a race has the people and the or the sentimental value, they have the signs. It just it keeps my mind going. Not that my right. mind's not going. Obviously, I think any marathon runner is has the ability to think about a trillion things because. Yeah, they have mental problems. We have mental problems. That's yeah, usually. exactly. So, so for me, when I go to a, a marathon and there's like no people and there's nothing to look at and you're running through a field or something, it's just like, man, like, this is kind of rough because yeah. now I have to strictly rely only on my thoughts and not that I can't get through. Obviously I get through, but it just makes it so much more fun when there's things around and interaction between crowds or I'm looking at these beautiful views, whether it's the forest or people, I don't know, just, just things around. It just makes it so much better. For me. Yeah, no, I a hundred percent agree. Um, is there, was there a race that like surprised you? Like you went to that state and you're like, this is going to be miserable and it ended up being like fantastic hmm. that you can think of offhand. I actually am trying to think. 
see I'm looking at my list of races and I'm just like oh that was really cold like <laughs> yikes that one was really cold like so Rhode Island for example I was cold <laughs> and uh it was freezing that morning yeah like it was so cold but it was so beautiful like so I'm just like man if the temperature wasn't as cold and we got to run around and see the, the beach and the water hitting the wall and coming up the way that it did like I was like that's gorgeous that's wonderful I was just really really cold there <laughs> so that's a, that's a hard one for me it was, that, it was that wind too that we had. I'm actually finally writing my blog post for that race. I'm just a few months behind. Mm-hmm. No big deal. Um, but yeah, like the wind that was wrapping around the corners when we were hugging the coast. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is ridiculous. I'm like, yes. why? Like, especially because Hartford was, you know, the day before it was, it was cooler, but it was a comfortable right. cool. Like it wasn't right. And I'm like, we're literally closer to the beach. Like we're a little further right. South. I'm like, why aren't you warmer? It was cold. I was so cold for that. So that's one of them. But I think overall, um, I don't, I don't even know if I'm going to say this right, but Kiowa Island, I feel like that's the right way to say it, but I'm not sure, but it's in uh, South South Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. Kiowa. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In South Carolina. And that's on the golf like resort that they have at uh, marathon there. That, that surprised me because I wasn't sure what to expect there. Mm -hmm. And, um, I thought it was very pretty. Now I'm looking at all these crazy million dollar homes and whatever right. they got going on over there. But along with the water views, I thought that surprised me. It wasn't a lot of people out there, um, but it was still a, a beautiful place to look at. So I was happy with it. So that was one of the experiences where I didn't have a lot of fans and I didn't have a lot of people cheering and all of that, but the views made it worthwhile. What time, of, when, what time of year was that one? That is, that was December, December like really? 7th or something like that. Yeah. That was the first weekend in December. Yeah. Interesting. That, yeah. I did that in 2018. And that was like a, I added that on because I, I had seven uh, marathons and I said, I wanted to do eight, <laughs> like I have to find one. And I was like, Oh my God, there's one in December. This is perfect. It gives yep. me a few weeks off from the, cause in 2018, I, th- I did five marathons in five weeks. So I said, okay, I could take a few weeks off and then I'll do it in December. Like, let's do it. So I was excited for that they, one. So yeah, that surprised me. Professionals do like two a year and we're just like, I know, all right, can I, I can squeeze so one fast. more in. I can squeeze <laughs> right, one more in. Right. If I could just squeeze one more. So I was like, oh, what? We're like a 5k? No, full marathon. Oh, yeah. 26. Yeah. yeah. I know. I'm crazy. One of those marathon <laughs> marathons, you know? <laughs> yeah. I always have to say that it cracks me up. Yeah. Not a 5k <laughs> marathon. Like, Right. No, like a, a real one, but see, to be fair, when I first started and I had a half yep, marathon yep. and, um, to run the New York city to get guaranteed entry, I signed up for the nine plus one. So you run nine races and you get guaranteed entry to the following year. So in 2015, I was entering every race I could to get my nine. And you know, when me and my younger brother would talk about it, we always like, yeah, Asia got a marathon this weekend. I'm like, I sure do. Like I had no <laughs> idea that this <laughs> And then I ran my first 26 and I was like, how dare anybody say, don't you dare (laughs) discount what I just did. (laughs) Like a marathon, you ran a 5k. What are you talking about? But so the funniest thing, cause me and my brother did it so much. So (laughs) it was just like, Hey, you got to stop telling people I'm running marathons, man. I I didn't run a marathon. But now, but now you can, because you're literally every other weekend. (laughs) running a marathon. Right. So now I guess it comes full circle. It's yeah. allowed now. Yes. Yeah. Now you're allowed to say that I do all of these marathons because I do. I do all of these marathons. Yeah. Like no exaggeration for real. Is there, is there like a, an interesting like travel story or anything that, that comes to mind when you think about like all of the travel you did? Because yes. last year, so what, what all states did you do those seven in that six weeks? What all states were they? Okay. So that was Maine, Rhode Island, Connecticut. Tennessee, Idaho, uh, New York, and New Hampshire. Just, so those are all. You basically did all of <laughs> New England. Yeah, yeah, I was trying to knock it out. You know, I was living in New York, so I said, "Hey, that what better sense. way to try to do things that's close to me because it's cheaper?" Like, let's talk right. about how expensive this stuff is. <laughs> so with the Northeast, um, and that'll segue into the travel story. So with the Northeast. I figured again, this is a, this is going to be an expensive venture that I have here and I have to try to make it the cheapest way possible. So with the Northeast, I can hop on a bus and try to go to different places. So for Maine, I hopped on a bus, a uh, quick story with that Greyhound. I booked, so I booked these tickets probably, 
I think nine months in advance, which I learned I will never, ever, ever do again because they changed their schedules and I didn't know that was a thing. Huh. So I didn't yeah, either. So I thought I like you said your bus yeah. and this is your bus. Yeah. So I, I booked the Greyhound round trip bus once. So just on one bus, no connection, no nothing, just straight up there. And for like a Saturday morning and that Monday, so again, this is like nine months in advance that Monday before the race, Greyhound calls me and they say, Oh um, yeah, we changed our schedule. So that bus doesn't exist anymore. And I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> so how am I supposed to get there? Right. They're like, Oh, well, we can, we can put you on the day before, or we can put you on later that day and you'll get there the next morning. Like, no, like this was all planned. Right. I can't. So uh, going back and forth with them, spoke to the Airbnb. They're like, no problem. You can come earlier if you need to. But I was blessed enough that uh, one of the directors at my job got me an Amtrak ticket. So I was able to just go straight from there nice. and go. So that worked out okay. That wasn't even the nightmare. The nightmare would be my last race of 2019 going up to New Hampshire. So once again, all these bus, I mean, all these ships, I booked a lot of Greyhound because I'm trying to save some money. Yeah. So same same thing. It got canceled. But since it happened already, it made me, you know, check to see early on. Mm -hmm. So I found out. Um, I got a connecting bus, so I'm on the Greyhound bus heading to Boston and I'm going to switch at Boston. I'm supposed to get to Boston at let's say 10, no 12 something. And I was going to catch a two o'clock bus to go up. So I said, cool, I got two hours in between. So even if something happens and I still have time to still catch my bus so I can make it to New Hampshire. Right. We're driving early in the morning. Everything's going great. We're making good time. Next thing you know, we're less than five minutes away to stop in Connecticut because we had to make one stop in Connecticut before Boston. Our bus, I happen to look, I'm sitting in the front because I just am. I happen to look up and I'm about to go back into my phone and I see him change lanes and he doesn't clear it and he smashes into the car in front of us. Oh my gosh. So, yeah, so... <laughs> And I mean, it wasn't like a dramatic smash, but I saw the, the bus hit right. the car and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like of all times for anything to happen, my last race, this is just, this is supposed to go smooth today. Right. After the, the whole racing season, this should have gone smooth, but it didn't. We are sitting on the side of the road for over an hour and a half. Um, and now we got to wait for the cops, fill out statements, all of this. So instead of getting angry, because that my first thought was like, wow, I can't believe this is happening. I said, you know, it's not I can do about it. Let's make some friends. So start turning around and I just started talking to everybody on the bus and everybody started talking and we all just became friends and we follow each other on Instagram and all that kind of That's stuff awesome. now. <laughs> so we made I made some friends on there and it was pretty cool. But um, with all of that being said, I definitely missed my bus. Right, the connecting yeah, obviously. Bus. It didn't work out. Yeah, of course. And now I had to rush. They were able to switch my ticket and put me on with another company, which I was grateful for. So it ended up working out all right. I was still able to get up there a little later than planned. But I mean, what better way to go out with a bang on my last race, right? Exactly. <laughs> Might as well like, yeah, that's just, that's nuts. I haven't had, I haven't had any, I had some interesting things. We went out to um, Delaware in New Jersey last mm -hmm. year in 18 2018 and on the way okay. out we were supposed to stop at my in-laws place they have a place in pennsylvania <clears throat> which would have been about mm -hmm. I don't know, close to halfway we're probably like 35 minutes away from their place and all of a sudden i hit a pothole blow out the tire uh, and this was a work car so i, I used to work for bmw so it, because it's a bmw okay. it has to go to a bmw service center well, the BMW mm -hmm. service center is an hour back the way we just came near Pittsburgh. No So way. they have to tow it, but then, so we're sitting waiting around, no tow truck, no tow truck. I'm like, I called them back. <clears throat> they luckily like the roadside's super, super nice. Shout out to BMW customer service. Okay. I know they're not listening to this, but <laughs> um, they, <laughs> they get, they get my wife a lift and they drive her 75 minutes to a hotel. So they pay for a hotel. They pay for the lift wow. ride to get her there. And then I call back like 45 minutes later. This is, you know, I'm already waiting for an hour and a half. And I'm mm -hmm. like, hey, what's going on? They're like, well, you're in California, right? I'm like, no, I'm not in California. Like, why would I be in California trying to get this towed to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania? 
And they're like, oh, someone must have messed something up. And this is the reason why we can't get a tow truck driver because they didn't want to, a tow truck driver in Pennsylvania did not want to pick you up in California. I'm like, duh. Well, it makes sense. Yeah. Like why? <laughs> they're not going to drive for a day and a half to take me back. Like it'd be a good payday oh for my them. Goodness. Right. So right. eventually they get it taken care of and it just becomes this thing. But then it's like, all right, now we're rushing. Now we're getting, mm-hmm. we get all the way, we finally get to Delaware. It's probably like seven o'clock in the evening now, the night before the race. Luckily they had like a late packet pickup mm-hmm. until like nine, but we get there. Okay. Issues with the hotel. They, they mess with the booking. Da, da, da. I don't, I don't eat dinner until nine o'clock. Oh my goodness. For a six thirty start race. Oh my goodness. I was like, this is miserable. I don't, what, and, and this is the start of my first, my, what was the second back-to-back I ever done, but it was a start of a back-to-back. All that oh being said, goodness. it's like, you know, my wife is a saint and she tries to keep me, keeps me having a, a positive attitude through these kind of things. Kind of mm-hmm. like you said, is there's nothing we can do about it. So just why, mm-hmm. why stress about it? I ended up running my one and only negative split where I ran the second half faster than my first half <laughs> in that race. And I'm like, I'm like, you serious? Like I'm like dead and I run this race. And then I was like, and then we go to New Jersey the next day and on the way there, or no, we get there and her grandfather uh, is in the hospital and they're like, it's not looking good. Well, you might need to be coming. You might need to come to Florida. And she's like, I'm in New Jersey. I'm like, I don't, oh my goodness. Yeah, luckily everything's fine with him and all this, but it's the same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then, then even during that race, she missed me at a spot because I was running just a hair too fast for like what I said I was going to do. And then, you know, we're in Atlantic city, you know, the safest of all places. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, great. I don't see her at the spot. And then that was the only right. spot I was going to see here. It was around mile seven, oh, I think. Oh my, that's miserable. Yeah, oh my so the entire race, it's also 40 mile an hour winds in your face. The entire race, I'm oh, like, fun. I'm like, she's dead. She's going to be in the ditch. She's dead. And this is, this is it. Like, I'm literally going to have to finish this race and I'm going to have to like, we have a funeral to plan. And we have, so I'm like, it, oh it was just gosh. that whole weekend. But even then I hit my goal pace. I hit my goal times. So I'm like, this is, mm-hmm. she's like, perfect. I need to like, right, let you not right. see me this entire time because you run faster. Yeah. That's smart. No? Yeah. But I'm like, please don't, please don't do no, that. Just hide. Just hide. Yeah. Please don't just, I want to make sure you're okay. That's funny. Uh, you know, you said you're back to back and you made me think. Um, so the same weekend we did our back to back, the Rhode Island and Connecticut. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely, I slept at my friend's house who lived in Jersey cause she was going to come ride with me to the, to the race. Mm-hmm. And she, we, I packed my car up. I have everything. I mean, all my bags, I'm ready to go. I'm so excited and drive our house. I get there, we eat pizza and I, I love pizza. And, <laughs> and that's like, and I'm so excited. So now I go to bed early, wake up, have a good breakfast, get in the car. And I said, Oh my God. And she said, what? I said, my sneakers. She said, what do you mean? I said, I I don't have my running sneakers. (laughs) She said, what are you talking about? (laughs) I said, I left my, like, I said, wait, let me check again. So I I pull everything out the bag again. Like I don't have my running sneakers. So now I'm stressed and like her feet, she runs, but her feet are a little bit bigger than mine. And she's like, well, I have a pair that you can wear. So I'm just like, in my head, I'm like, this is stupid. I might as not, I'm not going to go. Like, I'm just forget it because right. there's no way I could run a race that's not in my sneakers. Right. Shoes so, that you have not trained in that are too big for you. I haven't trained in. I don't know what these feel like. Like, I just, I can't do this. So I said, but I really don't have a choice. So I was super happy though and grateful that she did even have a pair of sneakers that I could use. Right. So, um, I wore them and I think it was like mile nine or something. I started to feel a little something in my knee. I said, Oh my God, like, this is it. I don't, how am I going to run two marathons? If I can't even, these sneakers are going to hurt me today. And I mean, I had all the negative thoughts running through my mind at some point. So then finally I, I get over it. I finished the race and I'm just like, we have to go. So her cousin lived in Rhode Island. So we drove to Rhode Island straight from the, from the race and shower up, eat a little something. And they're like, where are you going? I said, you mean where I'm going? I got to go find me a pair of books. What are you talking about? <laughs> they're like, are you seriously going to go buy a brand new pair of sneakers? I said, yes. Like, I can't run in these. I said, it could be a mental thing. It could be whatever, but I need a pair of books. Right. So I went to, I called around to different stores and I found a running store that was probably like 20 minutes away from where we were. And they were closing within like 15 minutes of me getting there. And I'm like, please don't close. Like I need, I'm, it's a guaranteed sale. Like I'm going to buy sneakers. Right. So. I got there and I got my pair of sneakers and then I was good to go 
for uh, Rhode Island. So I, that was definitely something you said back to back. I'm like, Oh my God, you just made me remember. I, I who runs without their sneakers? Me. Yeah. That was me. I my, did it. My first 10, <laughs> my first 10 K I left them at home, but luckily my, my sister-in-law had lived with us and she was coming down too. Cause it was at a theme park. Um, and I was just like, okay. Hey, so you haven't left yet. Right. She's like, no, I go, can you get my shoes? <laughs> She's like, it's a race and the only thing you forget. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, thank you for running behind so you can grab my shoes. Right. Right. Meanwhile, I was upset five minutes ago knowing that you were late, but hey, it worked out for the best. Exactly. Exactly. So kind of thinking will be like very philosophical now. Um, Like, obviously doing this kind of journey where you're trying to push yourself to limit because running a marathon is hard, even if you've done... Mm -hmm. 18 states it's Mm -hmm. it's hard every single time in its own different way Mm -hmm. shape and form Mm -hmm. how do you keep that like that purpose-driven focus to like continue on to to push through that um you know through the training and through each race and stuff like that like what how do you what do you remind yourself to kind of keep that drive going so i think naturally I've always been a competitive person. It helps that I grew up with four brothers, two sisters. So there was a lot of us and my older brothers, you know, I always was the girl that was trying to prove to my dad, Jerry, but I can do it. It doesn't matter. Like I just, just been naturally competitive, played sports. And for me, I'm the type of person, if I set a goal, I'm going to do it. I couldn't even tell you how many times I've said in the middle of any one of these marathons, like, this is dumb. I'm not doing this. I know, I know I set a goal. I know I told the whole world that I'm running 50 States, but you know what? After this one, it's, it's, it's I'm done. But then I've crossed the finish line and I'm like, Oh my God, I can't wait to do it again. Right, like, it so, <laughs> it's a, it's a thing I have just, if I say I set a goal to complete something, i I just want to complete it regardless of how hard it is at the same time with running. It's been special for me because though running started as something to try to get myself in shape and just try to complete a race and challenge myself in that way. Uh, my father had gotten really sick in 2016. So during my training for the New York city marathon, you know, there was a lot of times where I was really stressed and the best way to get it out and to handle it for me was to run. So I was able to find that feeling that runner's high that helped calm me down with everything that I was going through Mm -hmm. as far as him being sick. And, um, I ran my first New York city marathon in 2016 and he wasn't there for it, but he was the first person I called and spoke to. And it was all super special for me. And he passed that, January 1st of 2017. So he hasn't been here for all of my other races, but you know, growing up, he was a basketball coach and he used to teach a lot of principles to his basketball team and to us growing up. So, you know, one of his favorites was your private practice determines your public performance. Mm. And when he, I mean, that's something that stayed with me my entire life. So when I think about my training, when I think about any one of these races, you know, I think about, well, if I want to perform decent in any of these races, my private practice, what I'm doing before this race is going to determine how I'm going to perform during this race. And there's been plenty of times where I feel like I didn't do the best in my training and it would show in my performance for certain marathons. And then certain marathons, I gave my all during the training and it showed during my performance. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I think of things like that or your attitude determines your approach and your approach determines your success or failure. So I look at how I approach my training and if I have a bad attitude towards it, even like, Oh my God, I don't want to run today. Like this is horrible. Mm -hmm. And that affects how I run and that training today. And, um, so I always try to keep my mindset in a positive thing. Like you said, your wife keeps you positive. And that's something that I've always thought about and learned and try to use that when it comes to my training and even races. So those type of things that constantly repeat to myself, and it helps me tremendously get through all of it. Yeah, I think it's interesting what you said talking about the <clears throat> the practice and and kind of your mindset in training is mm-hmm. and you could probably agree to this too it doesn't sound very humble when you say it but we're probably we're both at the point where we could run a marathon. I could we mm-hmm. could finish a marathon not really much training. It's not going to be fun. It's going to mm-hmm. hurt. Mm-hmm. But we could <laughs> right. we could get through 26 miles. 
now mm-hmm. it kind of goes into that thing is if you want to enjoy the experience or you want to get the most out of it and have the not even like, you know, better time or just a good experience, you have to put that work in on the front mm-hmm. end to kind of continue to make yourself better. Where if you just sit in, you know, just take it day by day and you're like, ah, oh, I'll just get a couple miles here, a couple miles there until my race or whatever mm-hmm. and not be, not be focused on it. You can kind of, it's a weird thing to say, if you're not focused on it, you can lose focus. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, about it, that's true. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think it's, Absolutely. I think it's interesting the way you put this, you, you definitely need to focus on the training. And if you have, if you have a, a poor attitude about wanting to get out and run and you're like, oh, I guess I'll just do it. That entire run, everything hurts. You feel like a creak mm-hmm. in your leg or like your neck hurts mm-hmm. or like someone, you know, runs a red light and they tick you off and or whatever the case, you know what I mean? It's like a bunch of these like little things that in the grand mm-hmm. scheme of things, they probably aren't real. <laughs> They're things that we're mm-hmm. making up in our head because we already right. don't want to be there. But if you have that positive right. outlook on the front end, it kind of just makes everything better. True indeed. That's, that's a fact. Like, and I know even when you said that, like the little things that you're talking about that you experienced in your run, like another thing you would tell me, don't major on the minor. So you can worry about the little things. Oh, it's raining outside. Oh my gosh. So you start majoring on that. Now your run stinks. So it's just water. You get in the shower every day, hopefully. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so especially if you're running, like you definitely need to shower. Right, but right. yeah, so it's just like, I don't, I try not to focus on those type of things when it comes to the training. But I mean, I'm human. I have my moments. And the good thing about it, though, is knowing how much I really love running, which is still weird to say, but knowing how much I love running, you know, if I even do go out with a negative mindset, just like I don't want to do this, but I know I have to do it. Once I start running, it's like it's amazing how your mind. I mean, I guess it's a a decision that I make to change my mindset while I'm running. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's like once I start getting out there, I get past mile one to three, like after that, not before that, like after mile three, then I'm like, you know what? This is, this is great. (laughs) I'm so happy. I came out here today. This this is working out. This is working out pretty fine. Yeah. Those first few miles, especially in the cold. I mean, we talked about before we started recording, you know, you've had a, we said you had a, you had a 70 degree day or tornado and a snowstorm Mm -hmm. all in the Mm -hmm. same week. Mm Mm-hmm. All in the same way. Yeah, you gotta love it. But when you have those <laughs> kinds of like weird weathers or that sort of thing, it takes it sometimes it takes a few miles to be like, all right, I'm doing this. And then you kind of get in your mm-hmm. groove and you just you go after it. I told mm-hmm. my my wife, she um she's not a runner, um, but she did give it a good shot. We ran the we did the like runner's world running streak where she ran she ran a mile okay. outside every single day from Thanksgiving to New Year's Day. But, but this is, and she's doing it like in ice and sleet and, you know, like single, single digit temperatures and that sort of thing. But the problem was, is she was only running a mile Mm -hmm. everybody's first mile sucks. Yes. So it's like, uh, she's like, oh, I didn't like it. I'm like, yeah, but I'm like, but it's hard to convince to be like, no, you just need to run like three miles more. Like, I know you, you just need to run more. Right. Like. I know you don't like this now, but you know what makes it better? Run it, doing it more. <laughs> it goes back to that half marathon to the marathon thing. Like, you know, it's a great idea. Right. I want to do double what I just did. Right. And, and she's here making her lunch for tomorrow and she's just shaking her head saying no. <laughs> see but I get it it's funny like I see the memes and it's just like you know marathon runners always trying to convince their friends to run a 5k like it's just three miles like so to us it's just three miles but to someone who doesn't run they're like are you kidding me yeah that's that's three miles like that's three times further than I ever want to walk right exactly Uh, and it's like I think it makes me laugh 10 times more is because I was that person like I used to make fun of marathon runners and people who ran for miles like what are you doing all that for for what (laughs) just go play a basketball game or go do something else like you you sound silly now I'm that person so we're like hey I'm gonna go out and gonna run for three hours and people are like yeah you could you could just watch Netflix Right. Exactly. Like, do you know how many shows you can watch if you just watch Netflix instead? Yeah. yeah like I ran 12 miles today. That was my long run. Cause I can't do it this weekend. And you know, I spoke to my mom. She's like, what? I ain't going to speak to anyone. I'm just like, and that's fun. Like, come on guys. Yeah, you know, like, I'm training. You enjoy <laughs> this. Like I'm confused on what's we, uh, yeah. every year or last few years I've ran, uh, I've ran my age. So this past year I turned 32 
And we have a highway that runs through the center of Columbus called 23. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, wouldn't it be mm -hmm. cool if I did 32 miles up 23? Which 23 oh. is like, yeah, see, see, your head's already, you're like, okay, I don't, I see that. That's not yeah, a bad idea. You just said you run every year for your birthday. I'm like, hmm, I gotta write that yeah. down. So that I started with, I started with my really 30th birthday cool. and then we stop at like six or seven breweries along the way and have like <laughs> beer and it becomes like an all day adventure. But people are like, Hey, most people for their birthday just want a cake and you know, to have a dinner and stuff like this. And me, I'm like, right, right, right. Hey honey, I want you to drop me off. D south of downtown Columbus and I'm going to run for eight hours <laughs> and you're, and, and she's a trooper and I've got some friends that join too, where they're just like, they'll stop at breweries and they'll drive to the next mm -hmm. one or they'll do whatever. And they're just like, why, why do you do this? I go, but why not? Right. You know, yes. Like, if yes. I can't think why of, a, I can't think of a good enough reason why not. Mm -hmm. So. I, I mean, you have really just inspired me. That is, see, my birthday just passed in January. So I guess I got to yeah. wait till next year. But that, I like that. Yeah, it's, <laughs> That's it's, different. It's, I've never heard that. Right. And it's it's one of those things where you kind of make it a fun event. Like last mm -hmm, year or so mm -hmm. when I turned 31, that would have been a 50K. So right. we basically, I had uh, my old podcast, we invited some people out and we said, Hey, we're going to do a 50 K around Columbus and we're going to stop by 10 breweries along the way. And each stretch was like three or four miles. You know, the longest one okay. was like six at the end, but it's like, Hey, okay. if you want to come to one brewery, run three miles with us and you can stop there and then get an Uber back or, or get walk it. back. Right. Right. Know? Right. And, or you can keep going. Yeah. Or you can keep going with us however you want to do it, but we made it like an event and we probably had at max, we probably had like 12 people, like probably when at, at the biggest part of we had, we had 12 people running with us. And this is, and again, my birthday's in the middle of July. So it's like a Midwest summer. Ooh, so it's, it's yeah, it's stupid <laughs> hot. So there's a lot of like very poor decisions that go with that. But, but it's like, you know what, why not do it? I just did for, cause I'm, I'm running, um, I'm doing a charity for Team BMC. Uh, shout out to everyone. Please mm -hmm. donate money. Team BMC for the Boston Marathon this year. And um, mm -hmm. I did, I ran for six hours on a track and I had people donate per lap. So I literally just ran in an oval for six hours. That is, that takes some sort of yeah, special, discipline and mind power. I mean, stupid. wow. Special kind of stupid. But, and again... <laughs> My wife's my biggest cheerleader and she's probably the only reason I keep running as much as I do is she sat outside. It was raining most of the time and it was freezing. Oh, she was underneath mm -hmm. like a canopy tent and had like my own little aid station set up. And she oh. would like, she would like shout out the, the laps, which got annoying after a little while. She's like, one, <laughs> two. I'm like, honey, I'm going to see you every like 90 seconds to two minutes. Like this is, please, this is going to be a long day. But she would have, she would grab wow. my gloves or change, give me a hat or get me some Gatorade mm -hmm. or get me some food. Or, mm -hmm. And I'm just like, but it's like, again, why not do it? Like people are like, you could just ask for money or do whatever. I'm like, yeah, but this is kind of like, this is fun. It's me showing that I'm like trying to earn it and trying to like, right. Do right. My own of thing. course. I don't know. Yeah. So if That's you ever, cool. if you ever need stupid ideas, just hit me I gotta up. I got to come to you. Yeah. Because yeah. I can give you, I can give you plenty of really dumb <laughs> what ideas. What did you say? We're, we're special kind of stupid, right? Special kind of stupid. That's right. Yeah. What's, that, right. One, what's that one race? I think it's in Queens that does the block. It's like a thousand mile race. God, oh, I'm not even sure. Uh, 1,000-mile race in Queens. <clears throat> yes, yeah, self... Oh, I'm sorry, self-transcendence. It's a 3,100-mile race. What? And it's a single block in Queens. It is da, 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 164th and Abigail Adams Avenue to 168th and Grand Central Parkway. It's just over a half a <laughs> mile. And, I didn't live far from there. That's crazy. Yeah. And, and, you have, and runners have 52 days to complete the distance. Yeah, that's that's a special, special kind right. of stupid. 3,100 miles. Is this like for charity or this is just for fun? It's just, Well, as much fun as it can be. <laughs> yeah, literally it circles Edison High School and Joseph Austin Playground. Yeah, I was like, I lived, I used to live right outside 160. I was like, I used to live right over there so that, i had no idea yeah. i ran all around there but not i couldn't do that so yes here i am yeah. i can't do that i mean if i really wanted to I could. and the yeah, person I have no interest the world record is a time of 40 days nine hours oh and six God. minutes come on now come on now but you just see like pictures of this and it's just like it's like it's just, just a couple people just like going around going around a circle just like 
just normal day stuff. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It would be an equivalent. Yeah. If, you, if you did 52 days, it ends up being just under 60 miles a day. If you ran from 6am to midnight and then got six hours of sleep, it would be 60 miles a day. The prize is typically a t-shirt, a DVD or a small trophy. I mean, I know people laugh like, oh, you do it for a medal. What's the difference? Like, no, okay. I'm not doing it for a t-shirt. The t-shirt comes anyway. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. I didn't, I never knew that. So we'll, that tra- is... we'll train up and we'll, uh, we'll do that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, we'll train up. See here. I'm thinking when you're saying you did it for your birthday, I've only, the furthest I've ever run was the marathon. So 26.2. Mm-hmm. So now I'm hitting my thirties. I just hit 33. So I'm like, whew, that's yeah. going to be a challenge, but you know what? It sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially where you're at now, there's some great trail races. You should hit the trail, hit some 50 K's. 50 K's. Yeah. Are I have fun. to look that up. 50, 50 K's are fun. They'll stretch you out a little bit, but it's a, it's a different, it's a different Uh kind of crowd. Um, but but it's a lot of fun. Well, definitely look into that. (laughs) So I don't want to forget it because we, you brought it up initially, but we want to talk about LeBron. You said you had something with LeBron. (laughs) So (laughs) like I said, I played basketball. I've been a basketball fan my whole life. My younger brother, Matthew, who actually is running his first marathon with me on March 1st. So I'm super, super excited which, about which that. Shout out doing? to my brother, Matthew. We're doing the Atlanta marathon. Nice. Nice. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's a special one. Me just moving down here and Is that Publix? my first one of the year. Yep. It's the Publix that, one. That's my PR. And, uh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, that's exciting. That's exciting. So we're definitely, uh, he's going to come down. He lives in North Carolina. He's going to come down. We're going to run that together. Awesome. So he loves LeBron James. He's been a LeBron James fan since LeBron was in high school and he's followed him his whole career. And, you know, you ask him what team he plays for. And he's like, I'm not a, not a team fan. I'm a LeBron fan. Like, okay, Matthew, whatever. <laughs> so when LeBron would get these cramps in his legs and, you know, like I said, I'm an athletic trainer and I'm like, Oh, all right. Enough with the cramps, man. Like, come on, you need to perform. Come on. You know, you know what to do enough with it. So, and it's because I never experienced them the way that LeBron did. So I used to tell, oh, cut the crying enough already. Like, but I would still say, you know, to be fair, no one experiences what he experiences. His pain is his pain. Right. We can't tell him he's faking. So when people say he's faking, I would always say, I don't think he's faking. I think he's experiencing what he's experiencing. Now, as dramatic as it is, that I can't say, <laughs> but I can't say, t- I can't say that he's not experiencing it. He's so a that good I would actor. Say, but he's I would, a good actor. Yeah, I would still say, suck it up and let's go. Like, this is playoffs. Like, we <laughs> right. need you. But I would still try to, you know, respect an individual's discomfort. So I say all of that to say during my first New York City Marathon, mile, between mile 17 and 18, I started to feel a little something in my quads and I'm like, what's going on here? I've never experienced what I'm starting to feel. It's not quite pain, but I know it's not normal. I'm like, I don't know. Let me just keep trying to run. And at that point, you know, I still was trying to figure out the hydration thing, how much I can have. I was scared if I had too much, I'd have to use the restroom too many times. Mm -hmm. I was scared if I didn't have enough, I'd be dehydrated. So I was trying to figure it out and I didn't do a good job. And (laughs) By I crossed over mile 18 and then they both just locked. Both of my quads just locked mm. on me. And I'm just like, oh my God. Like, so I try to stop, but I can't stop because if I stop, then it hurts too much. Right. I went to try to stretch it and it locked up even tight. I'm like, oh my God, I don't even know what to do. And I immediately I'm like, I'm so sorry, LeBron. Like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> The first thing I, I can think about like is LeBron. If I apologize, yeah, if I apologize to LeBron out loud, you know, maybe this will all just clear up and I can finish my race. He's on, he's on the side seat. I told you so. Yeah, exactly. That's where that was my first. Time. I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, so funny. And it didn't clear up, and I tried to. I mean, I had to slow down tremendously. And you know, by mile 21, we're in the Bronx, you know, so it starts to loosen up a little bit. So now I'm feeling good. Like, okay, I can get through. I can get through. I saw a line of people waiting for those massage sticks. They had a bunch of them out and, but there's a line to wait for them. I said, I can't wait on this line. Like it's already bad enough. I had to walk a bunch of times just cause of these cramps. Like I'm just going to try to push through. So I pushed through and boom, cramps came right back. So for the rest of the race, I'm just crying, going super slow and, and again, here we go to support in New York City. Oh, you got this, girl. It's okay. You can keep going. You know, just whatever they said to get me through. So once I hit mile 23, again, still in pain, still 
<laughs> cramped up, yeah, I was still able to just mentally get through. So yeah, LeBron, right. much respect to you and anybody <laughs> else that cramps up. I apologize. And anyone that says you're lying, just wish cramps on them. That's all this. <laughs> I feel like you got to experience it to, uh, exactly. to truly yeah. understand. When you have that, when you have that feeling and you're just like, this, this is the worst feeling I've ever felt in my life. Yeah, uh, we it had, really was. The, so I ran New York in 2017, I think. Yeah, 2000, mm-hmm. 2017 or 2018. I think it was 2017. But the uh, that's the year Kevin Hart ran it as his first marathon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I remember my buddy took a video of him because he was like walking. Because they, they were right at like mile 20. They were just before you enter Central Park is where he was. Okay, my buddy okay. was at. And he mm-hmm. and he's literally videoing Kevin Hart. He goes, he wasn't ready. <laughs> and I was just like, that is amazing. So we made we made a meme and we put it on Reddit. I'll have to find it because I was just like, I don't. Oh, this is awesome. hilarious. But then like the next year, he goes out and runs like a like a three forty, and I'm like, all right. Yeah, yeah, he did the work. <laughs> yeah, he did like, the work. He it. came back. Yeah, you do you, Kevin Hart. I can't I can't judge you. Yeah, definitely can't judge you. Yeah. That's funny. I mean, look, but those cramps are definitely so. Like, I'm over here just massaging my quads right now, just like I'm so sorry I even made you experience that ever. Yeah. I had <laughs> speed work this never, morning. Ever experience that again? Yeah, I had speed work this morning, so I've got to hit the foam roller tonight before I go to bed. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm definitely going to as well. Oh yeah, you had that long run, so. Yeah. See, I have one of those. Well, I have a foam roller, but I have the um the hypervolt the gun and it is just a blessing i tell what you what is this thing <laughs> the hypervolt you never seen like the massage guns no oh Get maybe, maybe right? i have maybe i have oh okay well yeah i use those that more so than foam rolling it does the same thing it hurts just as bad except it's a gun doing it and i don't have to like lay on something and use my body weight because the gun does it for me i have to send you a oh a i've I, okay yeah. i've seen these i've seen these at uh expos and stuff yeah. Yeah. So I got, I mean, cause as an athletic trainer, we use them in the athletic training room too for the athletes when they mm-hmm. come in. I mean, there's a lot of, um, you know, post, um, practice massage or even just trying to break up anything that these athletes got going on. So our hands can get a bit tired and it, we don't want to lose effectiveness and not that you don't, but it just depends how big your team is, what sports you're using. So yeah. there's different reasons why you can benefit using that. Or if you're working on one athlete, you could pass the gun to the other one and they can, start massaging themselves and then you can come over and just assist them. And now you use your hand, your arms, whatever you need to do. So it's just another tool. So I just feel like, you know, so it's, it's a bit of a benefit to have, but right. I will be using that tonight myself. <laughs> I'm going to have to look into these cause I, I've seen them, but I've never like d- at the expos. I'm like, I just need to get in and out. So I don't want to mess with this. Stuff, yeah. But. There's, I mean, there's a, so many different brands. I think because we run the way that we run and especially with a goal of 50, States, meaning we're going to be running for quite some time. Um, I do think it's a good investment. Like I said, there's mm-hmm. a bunch of different brands though. So you can do the research on that, yeah. but I do think it's a great investment. Oh, my wife has already said I have a time limit. I've only got, I've got oh. how many, I've got 16 races, babe. Is that right? I have 16. That's so I have 34 down. Um, and we have eight <laughs> planned this year, possibly nine. Okay. So, okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, well, still, the goal, I mean, the goal hey, is to try hey, to finish years, by the end of next year. Okay. Well, you still have years. So, so we're good. Yeah. 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 So okay. yeah, plenty, <laughs> plenty of time. All right. Uh, thanks so much for this wonderful, wonderful conversation. It was great just being able to, to chat kind of about your experience of with this 50 States and kind of everything that you've gone, um, with your journey and that sort of thing. How can people get in touch with you if they want to know more about what you're doing or to kind of just follow along with your races? Okay. So Firstly, thank you for having me. Just like I said, this was a pleasure. I I genuinely enjoyed myself. It's nice to be able to speak to someone who's on the same journey as you. Mm -hmm. And we are ran similar races, the same races, different races. So it's just nice to be, to know that there's more people in the running community experiencing what you experience or even more. So um, I appreciate the opportunity to come talk to you about that. But um, as far as following me, I'm on Instagram. My name is A Carter's World, A C A R T E R S World. And I also have a website where a blog where I'm trying to keep track of my races as well as just different health and wellness topics because like I said, I am an athletic trainer, so I'm a healthcare provider. So there's a lot of different topics that I want to explore. So I'm working on that as well. And that is acartersworld.com. 
yeah, I saw I saw you post something on Instagram. And I was like, I need to check out her website. So I'm gonna definitely check yeah. that out, and read up some of the stuff you have there because that's always that's always super interesting to me. Yeah, so I'm working on building some more, and I'm gonna put some more time into it. But I think with all of these races, I mean, why not share, especially with folk like us who are traveling? Maybe you can get a tip here and there about a course or just something about the area or anything that could be helpful. Because I know when I go to any one of these races, I'm looking up to see what other people have to say about it as well. So. Yeah. So why not? That's always that's always a fun thing. Is like there's we do so all these kind of things. We probably need to like pay attention to what's what's around, so we're not like exactly. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, for everyone else, uh, you can reach out to me on social media everywhere at flores.run. You can visit my website at www.flores.run. Um, would love if you'd subscribe, leave a review for the podcast, let people know like, hey, Asia was awesome. He's gonna have guests like this, or you can just continue to listen to this episode because it's probably not gonna get much better than this. Um, but uh, thanks so much for checking this episode out. Um, yeah, subscribe, leave a review. Um, I'm missing some stuff. Hangry Ray series is coming up May 30th, so you can register for that. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for joining me. Asia, thanks so much for being on the show today. Thank you again. Of course. Remember to keep running with purpose one step at a time, and we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs>